Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. And welcome to White Wine Question Time, the podcast that asks well-known friends three thought-provoking questions, all washed down with three glasses of wine. My guests this week are two of the funniest women on the podcasting landscape. Their mission statement is simple, to make us all feel better about being less than perfect parents with their podcasts, Scummy Mummies. The duo is made up of mum of two, Ellie Gibson, a tech journalist turned stand-up, and Helen Thorne, an Aussie stand-up. They live in the same neighbourhood. Their children were delivered by the same midwife. They'd never met. They met in front of an audience of 12 people at a stand-up gig in Deptford. It was Ellie's first ever gig. It was Helen's return after years out, having lost your confidence slightly after having yes. kids. They came on stage, they made jokes about how babies will ruin your marriage, your boobs and your nunny. Within months of meeting, you'd met up, you'd spin out late night drinking, I salute you. You'd realise that the ground you stood on was very common and you gave birth to a beautiful, booming baby podcast. I like to think I'm the one who provided the semen in that analogy. Uh, yes, we... <laughs> Thanks, Ellie. Uh, <laughs> I'm the donor. love this you are literally living on each other's doorsteps yeah and you're, you're probably passing each other in in your forest hill high street not knowing each other is there and then suddenly boom deptford not i know the bahamas yeah but what a beautiful way to come together absolutely and and just to to paint the scene even more it was not not a salubrious comedy club no mm. no no is it, there such a thing as a salubrious no comedy it's always club sticky sticky in deptford yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> No, it was the comedy club was actually a shipping container that had been transformed into a comedy club. Uh, so there was, yes, 12 people in the audience. When we say transformed into a comedy club, they put one string of fairy lights in 
uh, an amp and a microphone, and the audience sat on wooden crates, and there was no heating, so they gave them blankets because uh, it was so cold. <laughs> yeah. And Ellie, that was your first ever gig as a stand-up. Yeah, I'd done a course before, um, and so I'd done a gig at that, but that was my first like out in the wild, like open mic night type scenario yeah so it was it was a bit nerve-wracking um and then this you know australian came on stage and i just thought she was amazing i just thought she was so funny um and so brilliant she just had this sort of light about her. i just thought she was fantastic um and then it was helen's turn and uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. get out of my way damien yeah. no. and then so we became friends and yeah and then um uh, it was months later that we just through chatting realised that because we did we knew our sons were born eleven days apart, but after months of chatting, we discovered they were born with this same midwife. How did you start to like bring this to life? Because you've got two young children, each of you. Were you kind of doing that that juggle that we all do, which is right? They're in nursery for three hours, heads down, get on with this, let's make this happen. Yeah, I think that was sort yeah. of it, wasn't it? We were going, so we were doing open mic comedy gigs as solo. Um, I was going to say artists. As if it's <laughs> art we were doing solo <laughs> comedy um so we'd go to a lot of those gigs together and you know we'd go for a drink after and make each other laugh and often it would be us two and then 14 identical 24 year old white men in check shirts doing jokes about you know tinder so we sort of bonded through that yeah as well and we just used to make each other laugh a lot didn't we oh yeah absolutely and it was really it was really nice because you know as you know kate to get out of the house like the all Mission. the org absolutely so we were so excited and all these like millennials going yeah whatevs with their rolly cigarettes and stuff and, and we're like oh my god we're out we're out we're look let's have three pints even though we were paid no money so mm. it was but it was it was oh you're just giddy to be out without children yeah exactly to have your hands free yeah and talking about our fannies in yeah. front of six people and then you'd be like oh hang on i'm supposed to go on stage and do five minutes of jokes oh quickly just get it done and then we can go back to drinking it's fine. having fun yeah <laughs> exactly right. so you know how the podcast work we do three questions and we have a glass of wine with each you can have more wine it's up to you Good. I've had three glasses already. Is that excellent? <laughs> good start. I don't know. Come on, what? Yeah, I wish it was on actual question time. It'd be much better. This is much it? better. Yeah. Exactly. It is a much better. Nothing serious on this show. I'll have you know. Good. So, question number one, ladies. I wondered um, if we could revisit one of my favourite viral moments of recent years. Uh, it was a, a, a super long ad that was made for, I think it was the Super Bowl, by a company called Card.com. This ad had been viewed by over 30 million people. It really resonates. And for me, I think it's the most honest way to lay out what it is to be a parent, especially a mum. Are you familiar with this? I haven't seen that. No. Yeah, I'm no. going to show you. Have you ever done one of these interviews you. over the camera before? No. Well, let me tell you a little bit about the job to get started with. It's not just um, a job. It's sort of probably the most important job. Uh, the title that we have going right now is Director of Operations, but it's really kind of so much more than that. Responsibilities and requirements are, are really quite extensive. Uh, first category for the requirements would be mobility. This job requires that you must be able to work standing up most or really all of the time, uh, constantly on your feet, constantly bending over, constantly exerting yourself, a high level of stamina. For how many hours? Uh, 135 hours to unlimited hours a week. It's basically 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I'm sure you'll have a chance from time to time to maybe just sit down here and there, yeah? Uh, you mean like a break? Yeah. Uh, no, there are no breaks available. Is, is that even legal? Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. Okay, yeah. so like no lunch? You can or... have lunch, but only when the associate is done eating their lunch. Not possible. That's crazy. Now, this position requires excellent negotiation and interpersonal skill. We're really looking for someone that might have a degree in uh, medicine, in finance, and the culinary arts. You must be able to wear several hats. Associate needs constant attention. 
sometimes they have to stay up with an associate throughout the night. Being able to work in a chaotic environment, if you, if you had a life, we'd ask you to sort of give that life up. No vacations. In fact, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, and holidays, the workload is gonna go up, and we demand that with, with a happy disposition. Uh, that's almost cruel. <laughs> that's almost a, a very, very sick, twisted joke. But when there's time to sleep or... Oh, no time to sleep. Also, let's cover the salary. The position is gonna pay absolutely nothing. Excuse me? Nobody's doing that for free? Yeah, pro bono. Completely for free. <laughs> no! What if I told you there's someone that actually currently uh, holds this position right now? Billions of people, actually. Who? Moms. Oh! <laughs> and they meet every requirement, oh, don't wow. they? Oh my god. Moms are the best! Yeah, there's no pay. They're 24 hours. They're always there. Now I'm thinking about my mom. Yeah, and what are you thinking about her? I'm thinking about all those nights and everything. Thank you so much for everything you do. I know it doesn't seem like I appreciate all of it, but I definitely do. So, Mom, I want to say thank you for everything that you've done. I love you very much. You've been there through thick and thin. My mom is just awesome. She's awesome. Even Ellie's getting a little bit glossy eyes. Steady on, steady on. I've got terrible hay fever this time of year. <laughs> Early Jan, yeah. Aww. What an excellent thing. Isn't it? Oh okay. my God, Kate, thank you. So. She didn't make it. I, mean, I didn't make it, I, know, I just but... discovered it. And, <laughs> but I wanted a scummy mummy's job description of what it truly is to be a mother. Oh my goodness. Well, it's it's disgusting often, isn't it? It's oh, <laughs> very yes. It's exhausting. Uh it's it's wonderful, but yeah, in terms of um it will push you to your greatest limits in terms of um you have to live on no sleep. You have to eat biscuits. Most mm. of the time you 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 live on um terrible food. Uh and then of course you have to be as the ad said cheery and funny and all the things and loving and all the all the things that your children requires even when you there's nothing left of you I, I think we're biologically programmed to love them so much like people go on about oh but you love them and oh like they're saying then you know, but the, the feelings you get are immeasurable and that's all true but I think that's a biological process designed so that you don't hurt them because <laughs> <laughs> because they're so annoying that oh. if you didn't love them that much like if, if they treated you sometimes or, or demanded something as much if, if a friend of yours or even you know your own mother asked of you what the children ask of you you would just want to strangle them all of the time so yeah. I think the love is is just a biological process that's romantic isn't it, <laughs> it to is. stop you Nature's murdering way. your children I will say I personally don't I'm not very keen on that thing of it's the hardest job in the world because you know there are people working 14 hour days in Peruvian tin mines that's quite hard there are people working in abattoirs you know I don't I don't know if I'd swap it's harder than I think you ever imagine I think Absolutely. when you go into it in your first pregnancy, you, you, you people go, oh, you know, the sleep deprivation. Oh. Sleep now. Everyone's yeah, like, those, those new mothers, just sleep and now. You think, and you're like, you think, yeah. you, you know, you take it all yeah. in and you think, yeah, sure, I, I hear you, I hear yeah. you, I hear you. Yeah. But it's like looking through a kaleidoscope. It's beautiful, but it's, it's ever moving, ever changing. 
And it's it's kind of exhausting to keep up with, isn't it, being a parent? Yeah, and, and as soon as you think you've nailed something, they, they just fucking change. Yeah. yeah. Everything, the rules all change again. And so, and then you, and Ellie and I both had two children. So we, we had the first one. And you're like, yeah, yeah, I got it. I go, I know that kid. I know me as a mum. And then you have the second one. And you're like, who the hell are you? <laughs> like, I had a, love, like a lovely, quite sweet girl. And, like, she just liked puzzles and books. And then I had a boy. And it's like, right, Everything in this house is going to be wrecked and like just ripped things off and ripped all the books and all that sort of stuff. And, and he was a biter. And I, for two years, he just bit anybody, anybody. So you were that mum that was always getting pulled aside at nursery. Can we just have a word? I know. And it'd be like murder scenes. I'd go to the nursery and they're like, just sign here and here and here. And then they'd have like an outline of a person, right? With just red crosses of where my son had like ravaged another toddler. With, and you'd be like, oh God, just don't make eye contact with anyone. Just tuck him you're away. You're getting evil stares from other mothers. Like an <laughs> My mum used to laugh about how I was a biter, right? And I once went to a playgroup and bit all the babies in the playgroup. And then she was so cross, she bit me on the hand. And um, apparently I never bit again, but I couldn't actually bring myself. That's what I had to do. I had Did to bite to... my own son. Yeah. See, Kate, you understand. What's I was. wrong with you people? <laughs> I, I think you two should do your own parenting podcast because I'm just having no part of it. Like just biting children. Is that what we're actually advising people to do? Bite their own children. Is that where we are? 2020. Hey, Ellie, it fucking worked, right? <laughs> yes, because now he's frightened to talk or interact with any other human. Uh, <laughs> he's fed for a drip. <laughs> And his jaws are wired. Seriously, what's wrong with that? Don't, don't become calls him a judge. I'm convicting you of manslaughter for running over this person. So what I want you to do now is go and stand in the middle of that pedestrian crossing. I'm going to run the car up to 60 miles an hour and see how you like it. Like, don't, don't do that. Don't, don't ruin it with logic, Ellie. Yeah, don't piss all over it with that. Jeez. Yeah. So I, I was, yes, anyway. So you were that mum. I yeah. felt for you. It I was horrific. I, he, he, um, he once bit a friend of mine's husband. Just in, We were at Brixton having a lovely latte and he just bit him on the leg. I was like, wow. <laughs> That's a shame. It was a shame. Anyway, so, but yeah, you get through that bit and like, again, like I thought, God, and then, and um, I just think, God, what could be worse than that? But yeah, I haven't yet to go into the teen years with him, so hopefully he doesn't do any biting. And the challenges are ever changing, right? But I don't think anything is quite as difficult as those first sleep deprived years. I mean, if you get a sleeper, then great. I'm sure that you have a lovely time. Screw mine didn't you. sleep for three years. No, no, neither no. mine slept. And that ever. turns you into a crazy lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. makes and you mad. It's a form of torture in war camps across the world mm. for a reason. Yeah, I know. You go insane. You go yeah. literally. Uh, it's not biting your own children that's how <laughs> that's how crazy it makes you guys it really makes you mad she doesn't understand and thinking Kate. that that's okay <laughs> Helen Teller it worked it worked <laughs> it's fine. I mean there's an argument that capital punishment works <laughs> it is a deterrent I think it'd been quite extreme <laughs> <laughs> they won't do it again will they <laughs> no because they're dead um, <laughs> that's, that was that was a joke, but thank you for explaining it. It's good. Well, just on all levels. Anyway, but yeah, I think I think that nothing can, can prepare you because you've never felt love like that before. Yeah. You've never felt the love that you feel for that baby. And that I just remember the overwhelming in the first week of having my first child going, This is it. Like and I was like, I'm not gonna be the worry mummy and I'm not gonna be this and then like <gasps> 
everything. I have to do everything. Don't touch it. I know, I know. It's just, oh my God. It is yeah. It is so overwhelming, the love you have for yeah. your child. And that makes you nuts. That's the one thing nobody ever tells you about beforehand is this rush of love. And it is, it is like a massive rush that mm. never ends. And you just think, God, I didn't know I had so much love in my heart. And it just, yeah. it just stays there and grows and grows day on day, week on week, month it, on month, year on year. And you're like, my God, I'm crazy in love. Freaking hell, I'm Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> and again, with the second one, I think it's normal to feel nervous about, but I love this one so much. How can I possibly love another one yeah. this much? But mm. it, you, it just happens, doesn't it? Were you more relaxed with number two? Did the, did the dog job description sort of change slightly from the advert that we've just watched? Were you more prepared? You, it, it's, a, it's a bigger juggle because, you know, that, that number one child has been your everything. And now and now you've got this other little baby and that, that child has to wait. That child, mm. you can't just fulfil their needs. And that's what I found really hard. Like I'd be like breastfeeding the little the little one and the other one's like, but I need a toilet. And I'm like, you've got to wait. And then often she'd have to just wet herself because I couldn't put the baby <laughs> down. I'd be like, I'm having the best time of my life. Um, yeah, so I think that is, that is a hard thing. And when they fight, I find that really hard because you're like, no, 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 no. You know, and, and not having to pick sides. But, you know, I don't know. How do you Referee. Find it? Yeah. Yeah, and I think that doesn't stop us. Like, mine are five and eight now. And even this morning, like, I was playing Uno with the big one. And the little one wanted me to help build his thing. And you, you have to make that decision all the time. You have to say, well, I, I either disappoint this child or that child. Like, yeah. what, what am I going to do today? <laughs> <laughs> what were the bits that you weren't prepared for, ladies? I think... And, and, you know, from getting feedback from listeners is the impact on your relationship. I think yeah. that's a really... Because you kind of know yourself, right? And you know your limitations, but you, you have no idea how your husband's going to react or you have expectations, but... The way that your relationship is impacted, I think, is was one of the biggest shocks. And I was like, I thought he could cope with that. No, he can't. No, he can't. No, he's going to be a what mess is- and I'm going to be a mess. Like with the sleep deprivation yeah. or us all getting gastro at the same time. I mean, that's a lovely thing. Just yeah. both mm-hmm. ends, all those sort of things. So I think I think, that, I think that was a big kind of shock. And I thought, because I just watched my parents and I think I have a skewed view of what parenting was like yeah. from them. Me too. Yeah. We didn't see the behind the door swearing. Yeah. Or, 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 the, or, the, or the, I hate you. Yeah, like... Just your turn. You've had yeah. 38 seconds more sleep. I know. That's I think my shit. parents were out all the time, so I was less shocked. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. That's this is pretty standard, yeah. yeah. Was that your experience as well, though, Ellie? That you, you, you I, have... I was really lucky in that my, one of the best pieces of advice um, anyone ever gave me um, was from my mum and she, when I was pregnant with my first son, and she said, I can't tell you what this is going to be like. You know, because it's different for everyone, but yeah. also you, you can't explain it. You can't articulate this experience. You're just going to have to go through it and it's going to be what it'll be. And you might have a good time or a terrible time. You might have a sleeper or a not sleeper. You might be depressed or you might be over the moon or, you know, and funny enough, I feel like I was all those things. But, you know, um, so I had sort of not low expectations, but sort of no expectations. Right. It was like. That's probably good advice. Though. Mm. It was brilliant advice. I think it really helped me. The second one <laughs> was was next level. But uh, yeah. In what way? Well, first of all, he was premature. He was born two months early, mm-hmm. um, and he we thought he was gonna he might die. So that's you know that's oh my that's God. intense. Um, and he was in hospital for six weeks, and I had the big one at home as well. So it, that was my lot. first experience, I suppose, of dealing How with early was which he? one do you go to? How, was it he, he was nine she? weeks early. Yeah, you got two boys. Two boys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he was nine weeks. Nine early. weeks. Yeah. What birth weight was he? Uh, four pounds. 
two, I think, which oh. they said was actually quite good for, for that. that Just imagine how yeah. big he would have been. They told me he would have been massive. About yeah. 20 pounds. I oh, would have been that. ripped open like a manhole. Yeah. And then with the second one, yeah, so I, I would have to leave the big one, go to the hospital. I, I would take him to nursery, then I would go to hospital, then I'd come back, have the big one for the afternoon, then my parents would babysit, and then we'd go in the evening and see the little ones. So it was, yeah, it was pretty mental. You look back now, don't you? You just think, how did I do that? Yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's really tough. Um, really, I found it really hard. And then I don't know if you found this, but I found when I got home, it feels like the end of the film, right? And everybody wants you to be really happy. And then your baby survived, and he's fine, and but it's lost. all fine, right? And like I didn't realize for months so I was actually quite crackers. Yeah. Um, and my oldest friend Jessie, I've known her all my life, and she she was what actually I rang her when I had these pains, and she said she heard in my voice that she knew I was in labour, and she was the one who told me to go to hospital. And I was like, should, yeah. I, should I call the midwife? And she's like, no, just just go, just go to the hospital. So she knew she's she's a, um, a health visitor herself and a lecturer anyway. So she could hear that you were. So in she could hear. Labor. It, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And she says to me just the other week, she said, "Do you remember that time a few months after Joe was born, you started labelling everything in your fridge? <laughs> Do you remember I started labelling on the shelves like yes. meat, vegetables?" And she was like, "I I knew then that you were in trouble." And I was like, well, that's just being organised. She said, no, that was your method of coping. That was your regaining some control mm. over you because you couldn't control that situation. You were like, you can, I can control the contents of my fridge. Yeah. And I said, well, why didn't you tell me that was mental? She said, because if that's what you needed to do to cope and make yourself feel better, why would I take that away from yeah. you? I was like, God damn it, that's why you're my oldest friend, you yeah. prick. <laughs> <laughs> Talking all about sense. Yeah. It's it's um, her spice drawer is amazing, actually. Oh, spice drawer is amazing. Very, very well, very well yeah. organised. I'm yeah. very happy now, it's been five years, but it's still <laughs> alphabetised. Yes. <laughs> Just today I knew where the when I was making you that bloody chili, I knew the coriander was next to the cumin. Absolutely no drama. No drama. <laughs> What came first, the coriander or the cumin? <laughs> it's difficult because you get you get into ground or seeds. What do you do? Do you go with C or do you go with G, Kate? She's fine now. I'm absolutely fine. Totally fine. I'm going with C. Never having another child. <laughs> She's been banned. We've both been signed an agreement. I actually gave that some thought because I thought it was a I thought it was a fair enough question. Yeah. 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 Exactly. I say, I say what would you level? do? What would you do? I would go with C. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you'd go coriander and then cumin and then yeah. and you put the seeds next. Next yeah, time, next yeah. alongside. But just to wrap this up, do you think that that actually there is a desire and a need uh, to be more honest about the realities of parenting rather than this kind of you know cozy, lovely uh, JoJo Mama BB kind of world yeah. that we're fed? Oh, absolutely. And I think because every time we post something about our grotty houses or or about how we're not coping, that is when we get the deluge of comments on our Instagram or the feedback from our podcast and we look on the way here and I'm not showing off we were in Starbucks and we were stopped by a woman very earnestly so said please keep doing what you're doing there are all these mums out there who need you and 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 even still it, it feels mm. like such a lovely like when we started this it, I mean it turned out she thought we were Mel and Sue but it still meant a lot it meant a lot <laughs> I know we signed uh, our book yeah uh, I think I spelled Gidroot correctly um <laughs> But it, it, look, it didn't. It didn't start out. We didn't when we began. We just liked making each other laugh, and we found a kindred spirit that we're like. Because we used to say things like, "Oh God, I've given the kids, you know, fish fingers three days in a row," and Ellie would be like, "Oh no, but my kid ate pizza off the floor." And we used to make each other laugh through that because there was such a sense of competitiveness that was established by this yummy mummy myth, which is just it's just not true. And it's and it's I think it's another kind of way in which the sort of patriarchy bashes women that we have to be perfect you can't be perfect
the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. <laughs> okay. If you were arrested with no explanation, what would your friends and family assume that you'd done? Ooh. So they get a call. What would your family or friends assume that you'd been nicked for? So we're together at this point. We've you could be. We've been nicked for it. Like Bonnie and together. Clyde. Yeah. I would say they would guess. <laughs> Shown our arse at a policeman. <laughs> Indecent exposure. Yeah, that's the sort Have of thing. Have you done it no, before? No, taking yeah. a piss. Ellie, oh, yeah, no, did that's, you take oh, a piss God. on fucking Palace? What? No, whoa, whoa, no, 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 no. no, no that's no. worse than biting your own kids. That was <laughs> good. That was... Do, do, you, do you want me to tell yeah, the story? Right, I think I'll you tell should. The story. So, I mean, it's contemporary. It's, the palace is in turmoil. <laughs> yes, it's, it's, it's topical. Yeah. Um, so when the Queen Mother died, again, topical, very topical. What? You did it then? What? I did not do it. Right first of all. I, it's true. I will piss anywhere. That's true. She's but, um, very good On this at occasion... It. The Queen died, and I was with two queen of my mother. friends. The Queen Mother, sorry. Let's the Queen just be Mother. Clear. Oh, Queen oh, is still spoilers. alive. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> Queen's still alive at the time of recording. Olivia Coleman's still with us, everyone. <laughs> Depends how this meeting with Harry goes today. I so we, me and my two of my friends. Um, none of us are big royal fans. Again, I won't start ranting because Helen don't, will get upset. No, as an Australian, I love the royals, yes. and as a Democrat <laughs> who believes that we shouldn't have an unelected this head of state and pay for it. Paid. Okay, I'm not a big fan of the royals. Okay, um, so me and two of my friends, when the Queen mother died to celebrate her crossing the rainbow bridge we decided to drink a rainbow of alco pops so we had one for every so, hold on but you were happy that she was dead well i mean she gave no, a long life you celebrated her life you don't celebrate celebrate her life yes it was you're celebrating her life you know her death. irish wake because you just told me you don't face. like the royal family and then you're saying you had a rainbow alco pop because <laughs> she died like you were happy like like dancing on her queen mother grave. not dancing as we've established i can't dance okay so um, but we thought it's what she would have wanted. So we drank a rainbow of Margaret. <laughs> Margaret would have loved it. So we, we drank this rainbow of pops. And then obviously after seven pops, this was the 90s as well, whatever it was. So, you know, it was the thing. So we were quite drunk. So we decided what we should do to pay our respects properly is go to Buckingham Palace. 
So by this time, it's like midnight or something. Um, and we hired... You suddenly wanted to pay your respects to an institution you don't yep. believe in. Correct. <laughs> okay, you uh, drunk a lot, right? <laughs> yep. So we got we hired this minicab. It was a really nice driver. We got chatting to him. Um, he was from Nigeria. He had a lot of respect for the royal family and all this. It was all fine. It was pre-Uber and stuff. So, you know, he was a proper minicab driver. So anyway, off we went. And then he dropped us at Buckingham Palace. And obviously, there's nowhere to park. So he said, I'll just drive. He thought, because he thought we were really serious about wanting to, and he thought we were really heartbroken about the passing of the Queen Mother, not unreasonably. And we didn't want to disabuse him of this because we felt disingenuous. So he dropped us and he said, I'll just drive round. Even though round. you were disingenuous. We were desperately disingenuous. <laughs> he drove round and round Buckingham Palace going, I'll pick you up, I'll pick you up. And we were like, okay, fine. And we were so drunk, we'd sort of forgotten that money has any meaning at this point. <laughs> so we are like, that's fine, we'll just pay you. So we got out and then, like, you know, I think there was some respectful, mournful singing. And then... Um, From you? <laughs> me and my other friend. What did you sing? Brother. Just out of interest? I was, it might have been Candle in the Wind. And then, oh, um, God. It might not have been. Oh, look, it haunts her, Ellie. It, it haunts her. So then me and my friend, we were just chatting at one point, and then we and we were with his brother, and I was like, hang on, where's your, where's your brother? And we turned round, and his brother was sort of being collared by these two coppers. And we were like, oh, no. And we went over... And his brother was doing a funny Europe, Eastern European accent, which I won't do now for obvious reasons. But he was saying, um, yes, I'm so sorry, officers. I'm so sorry. I just didn't. I'm just drunk. I didn't understand. And what happened was he was taking a piss through the railings of Buckingham Palace. Oh. The coppers, reasonably, had come over and gone, oi, son. And uh, to get out of this situation, having drunk a rainbow pop, a rainbow of alcohol pops, he thought the best solution was to pretend to be Eastern European. And therefore, he couldn't Why? understand their questions or oh. didn't have any idea or, you know, was just so just to pretend to be a foreigner, basically. And it okay. happened he could do that accent. So that's the one he picked. So then he and he's like, ah, my family. And then we had to do the accent <laughs> because. And meanwhile, the taxi driver is like, when I was just trying to flag him down. Picture in morning. Well, like, Picture in morning. And the coppers, like, they look at us and they look at each other and they're like, just this is out. not a situation we could be bothered to do. And I'm like, ah, oh, here is our cab. And, we just, and the coppers were just like, oh, whatever. We just dived in the cab. And then the taxi driver's like, are you guys okay? And we're like, yeah, we're fine. We're fine. Please just take us back to Catford. Please just take us home. Again, I think it's what she would have wanted. Yeah. So, Helen, what would you be most likely to be suspected to be inside for? Oh, something really stupid. I'm very, I'm very good at getting myself into terrible situations. So, such as um, once I was wedged for a long time between the headboard and the wall of my own house <laughs> in a star-like position for a very long time because I was trying star -like to... Star-like position. Yes, if you like can imagine. Starfish. Like a starfish uh, against the wedged. wall. Wedged between the headboard because I was trying to dust between there and I slipped... And I was wedged like that, so I feel. And you were head foot, head down, weren't you? you yeah. Were so, no, like on so, a side, like I sort of, sort of okay. put my my left arm against the wall, trying to trying to get that skirting board. And I slipped, and I, I slipped. You. Yeah, and I was wedged between the headboard and a wall. I admire your your, your conviction and your yeah. determination so to get be, to those hard to reach places. Honestly, I do. But where's the crime? Oh no, because it'd be something that I'd I'd fucked up because I'm very clumsy and a bit mm. unco. You would accident. I could fully believe if they rang me and said you've accidentally murdered someone, I'd fully believe. Yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Or That's tripped nice, over something. Yeah. Or maybe maybe in a very hungry state, I've I've done something illegal. Eating like, someone. Yes, yeah. like a child. Like, yeah, like, taking it too far. Exactly. <laughs> taking a chunk out. <laughs> exactly. 
too put hard. some salt on it. Oh, that's right. Or, or just gone too hard on a buffet. Or do you know what? One of gone my things. Too thing? hard on a buffet. Oh my god. Kate. No such thing. It's there to be eaten. No. Oh, I know what it would be. Theft. Because oh, yeah. often we go to like PR doodars and I go oh, where were we once oh, like a Clinique thing and we were getting like one foundation because of the promo and I kept like but can I have that lipstick can I have this so I think I'd be charged for theft so you've been I pl- like basically you, you get invited to these things yeah. and, and you just can't help yourself I'll just, just open just the handbag you're mistaking it for an all you can eat buffet exactly right yeah. life yeah. is a buffet that I want to eat at uh, I'm so, with you um, we once right we got invited to this event right it was at the top of the BT tower quite fancy and they were going to pay us to go to this party and we were really excited paid ne- to go to a party I mean people listening would be like what the I know. It, we, we, were, we were like, what though? We'd never, and we've never oh. have since. We told offered. all our friends, right? Yeah. yeah. And then the next day they said, no, you're not being yeah. I think we were going to give us, and it was an extortionate <laughs> so amount. Like it was, was it 500 quid or something? Yeah. It was amazing. So we were like, this is it. We've oh made my God. it. Money we're being paid to party at Paris yeah. Hilton. We're, we're paid. So, and, they, and then, then they were like, actually, we're not going to pay you, um, but you can still come to the party. And initially we were like, no, screw you. And then we were like, but wait. It's still a party, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> we booked the babysitters. The husband thinks we're hashtag working. Yeah. So we're like, right, fucking we're just going. We'll go, we'll go. First in, Kate Thornton, last out. Nice. <laughs> and it was at the top of the BT Tower, right? So it revolves. It revolves yeah. the BT Tower. Really slowly. Like, yeah. Stacey Solomon was there. I think she actually, she'd had the money that we were supposed to Oh, yeah, because she was in at like 6.30 and then out at 6.45. Yeah, she was done. <laughs> so we turn up first. And then like we were like, and then so we're revolving around. And then there was unlimited free champagne. And we were like, well, let's just drink the fee and then <laughs> make them sorry so we just and Never like, we would just revolve around and every time we went past the champagne we'd just fill up more champagne and this lovely um, waiter called Adrian took a shine to us he's very yeah. nice Adrian oh um, he's, he's into musical theatre yes he's a dancer so he kept showing us his abs putting <laughs> his t-shirt up knowing that in no way did we expect him to actually do anything with no, us no no um, uh, yeah <laughs> but then he just kept bringing us mini hamburgers and filling up our glasses so you were soaking it up as you oh. went along oh. we got louder and louder and louder and we we're having the best time of our lives. We're like, thank you, yeah. BT. Yeah, yeah. We're like, this will teach you not to pay us or invite us to your parties. <laughs> <laughs> What's the hashtag? Yeah. So we were, yeah, we we were. Beh- so we you drank and time. ate your way to at least some yeah, sort oh, of at least five hundred yeah, quid. At yeah, at least five hundred quid. Oh, at least so many mini burgers. That's revenge. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, yeah, <laughs> it was so it classy. <laughs> As I say, never invited back <laughs> for money or no money. to an age with your kids now where you're going to be having some more challenging conversations with them and I wondered what subjects are you most dreading having to discuss and which are the ones that you dream about kind of bringing to the table with them it's it's the boy wanking chat. Mm. I'm I'm really I can't say that's Can your department. Say? Oh, there's a young chap in the there's room. There's a millennial <laughs> in charge of the sound, Callum. Oh. You're right, and he just I can see the sick in his mouth. You yeah. should do it. You should do a podcast with him. The things he's seen. My God, he's the real it's star a man of, this of the show. world now. Yeah. He is now. We'll be after what's coming next. Oh, oh bless love. him. Leave him alone with his loom bands and his drugs. He's just a young person. So, like, when it comes to talking to your boys about masturbation, is that a subject you'll tackle? Will you leave it to your husbands? How do you how do you see it playing out? I feel like because I don't I hate all that thing about boy girls jobs. Yeah. And, but but this is 
I feel like probably this, this is one for one for him. Yeah. I, lo- yeah, I love your contradiction. It's like the Queen Mother all over again. <laughs> wow. I hate it when people do that, but I'm going to do that. Well, yeah. no, in terms of things like taking the bins out and stuff like that, although yeah. I do always make my husband do that. But I wouldn't want my dad to talk to me about wanking, so I don't Did your mum talk would... to you about it? Oh, absolutely not. My mum was the vicar's wife. And she was like, there's no touching, no, no touching. I remember my mum, she caught me having sex for the first time. And she's like, why did you do it? It's not even well, Why nice. you were lo- using your, losing your virginity? Like, so they discovered, so I, they went out to the fireworks display. <laughs> and um, you stayed in for the fireworks hey! display. <laughs> <laughs> Mini explosions. Uh, yeah, and I, I had read in Cosmo about having the first time you had sex. And so I had lit candles around the bath and we'd had sex in the bath and then obviously left the bath full of candles and condoms and oh! then and then like how do you even have sex with a condom in a bath doesn't it fill up yeah oh it was it was dreadful i mean obviously the first time you have sex it all goes very smoothly but a bath a you're really putting some pressure on yourself there babe oh i know it was, i mean it was, it's tricky at the best oh, of times i'd watch i'd watch too many romantic comedies i'd really was have, it, can i ask was it a regular sized bath was yes, it a it mini was jacuzzi just, or something just a usual usual wow. bath Did anyway you have any we, other inflatable in there no. <laughs> so they came home and they found the candles yeah, and the we condoms. heard the car no. coming back and we were in the bath doing it and then we ran out into my bedroom in the nude and the parents are like why why are the lights turned off why are the candles and they're like and then my brother was like what's that in the bath and my parents are like Helen and then we were hiding in the in my bedroom and that's the first time I had sex oh god can I say that wasn't the best hiding place was it like mate no we'll just hide where did you run to in the nude though in, in out a small, of the house small house Scotland. in Australia yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I kind of think that was so humiliating and the next day my parents made my boyfriend at the time come for lunch and my dad <laughs> passed it's a really bad turn of phrase yeah. you just employed. Yeah, I wouldn't have used that phrase. God, sorry. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I just, I just think I did all the humiliating things, like all the shit, and I sort of think I'm sort of prepared. What did they talk- say to you though? Did they? Oh, they were like, because my mum was so disappointed because she was the vicar's wife, my dad was the vicar. Oh. Um, you know, she waited. She was a virgin. I mean, if when your she... dad hadn't been the vicar, that would have been a very different story. <laughs> she was the vicar's wife. He was the milkman. What? I know, right? <laughs> Small country town. Uh, yeah. So um, yeah, she was like, oh, I don't know why you've done it. You know, sex isn't even that fun. And I was like, <gasps> oh. oh, there's a there's a backstory um, there. Oh. But um, yeah, so she was very disappointed in me. But yeah. Yeah, I can't imagine that you wouldn't have those conversations with them, or that you shirk from them, or shy from them. No. And my my daughter's in fact are too in- excited about puberty. She's She's 11, she's read all the books and she's like, she wants to talk about periods all the time. She's like, have you got your period now? And she talks to everyone about periods. Have you got your period? Are you perioding yeah. right now? That Give kind of thing. It, are you perioding right yeah, now? Exactly. <laughs> so I don't mind about that because she's kind of curious, but it's it's just it's, it's cute, kind of isn't it? I'm like, mm. I had sort of not the opposite, but like my my parents were sort of sort of hippies, you know, like they there's photos of them on the beach in Ibiza, like before it was Ibiza, like being naked, and I'm just sitting there in a sun hat going, This is shit, you know. <laughs> And my mum was always like, have you got any questions? Do you want to talk about it? Have you got, shall we? And I'd be like, no, no, shut up. Oh, God, I don't want to look at that. Shush, no, shush, shush. So um, anything that you, Ellie, then, of having been raised by naked hippies with, uh, with They're going to be so the angry if they ever listen to this. They listen to this, it's fine. Um, is, there, is there anything that you, you don't want to talk about with your kids or that you kind of want to get out in the open with them? Um, I just, I just worry that, you know, 
Pete says I want to indoctrinate them, right? But I just, I, <laughs> I was raised to be very left wing and I have certain beliefs and um, I don't have any religious beliefs, but that's my stuff. That's what I believe. I believe in sharing and I believe in kindness and fairness and I believe in helping other people if you're fortunate. And um, I believe in, you know, basic things like, I don't know, not being racist. And if they... <laughs> oh, you. I know. It's, it's, just, it's just a thing I have. Uh, <laughs> just being uptight. Just being uptight. And I worry that I'll be very upset if they start coming out with reactionary views. Too and it's, right. you do hear about, um, especially white kids being converted to the alt-right on social media now. And I worry about that a lot. Like, what do I do if I suddenly find out they're watching Nazi YouTube videos? Like, how do I? That's that's what sort of keeps me you awake. And I don't know devices, how you talk about that. You put them in child prison. I don't know. You, you bite, bite them. them. <laughs> And so that's why I will come around your house and bite you. Okay. It's the only way you will learn the correct way. <laughs> I think I've I think I've made my point. <laughs> I think you really have. <laughs> ladies, that's the end of your white one question oh, time. Oh, I don't want it to end. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And this Kate is really Fulton. exciting because we're going to do we're going back to back. And uh, you know, if you're from Clubland, you'll know what that's like. <laughs> DJs go back to back. <laughs> I'm pretend I'm, I'm li- actually literally mixing on my uh, invisible turntables right now. It's a heady right mix now. of her pain medication so, and white wine. <laughs> we just recorded this show. Now I'm going to go and yes. record the Scummy Mummies podcast. Yes. We're very excited. And maybe we can like thunderclap and drop at the same time, girls. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do a death drop, bitch. No, <laughs> dropping. As always, White Wine Question Time is produced by me, Kate Thornton, with Caitlin Mercer for Yahoo, recorded by Callum Goddard Mucklow. Music is by Andy Bell, whose back catalogue is available on iTunes and Spotify. You can follow us at WhiteWineQT on Instagram or Twitter. And remember, you don't need to plug in your headphones to listen to us anymore. We are now available to you on all your home devices. So if you're at home and you have an Alexa, you just say, Alexa, take me to the latest episode of White Wine Question Time. Or, OK, Google, take me to the latest episode of White Wine Question Time. And there we are, in your ears, in your home, filling your living room, your kitchen, wherever you're listening to us, with friendship and fine conversation. Please do as we always try to do and drink responsibly, and I'll see you next week. Have a great one. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 